Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hello, angels. Welcome back to the Freud's Angels podcast. Happy July. This is like the first week of July. Yesterday was the fourth. Hope you all have all of your digits still on your hands and that you're okay and safe and didn't have to go to the emergency room. Even if you're maybe a little bit hungover, it's okay. It's all right. We're all good here. (laughs) We are in July. Holy Yes. Does that, you know, and this is just an aside, but a, a query of, you know, the more and more I get into the idea of how holidays were created, why they were created, the energy that they were created in, and, and the actions that led up to the holidays, yeah. like I less and less want to celebrate them. Like, uh-huh. it's, it, it's not to say that I don't understand why they're being celebrated, but like, I, I'm less and less enchanted with them. Like, you know, I... Memorial Day, Veterans Day, those kind of things, I understand why. I don't necessarily agree with war, but I honor those who did absolutely make the ultimate sacrifice. So it's not that I don't honor the people that were involved. It's just Mm -hmm. the idea of celebrating something, but yet the cost at why we're celebrating, I think has a lot to do with, these are, should uh, to me, they should be days of reflection. Like, what led us to here and what what how what are the both sides of it the good and and the what 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 cost did we get here and you know the more i realize the more i get into the idea of of how and what's and the intricacies of everything the less i want to partake in celebrating some of them yeah and you know what i have a question for you as as we were talking about it because i mean yeah absolutely like my birthday is sometimes falls on columbus day and i was like an adult before i was like fuck that guy (laughs) you know what i mean because i had the the brainwashing of you know like you're here because of columbus like fuck that guy but like uh you lived in canada so i can ask you this even though i have canadian friends too that i could have asked this of and i never did on on like comparison because we fucking party for sorry everybody i have a potty mouth today we party for everything right like we throw a party for every holiday we're just like every the holiday that we have is some sort of party right like you know our major holidays do they do that in canada because i know it was canada day like what yesterday yeah, yesterday was canada day do they um, do like what we do like act a fool and be crazy no, well they do that every day so well yeah um there isn't this, so- there's we i mean in canada they like a parade like give them a parade and they're happy. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think, I don't feel, I haven't experienced all of Canada, but it's different everywhere. But I don't really think that there is a sense of celebratory type of like, we do it, we don't yeah. maim ourselves. And like, you know, I mean, they, it's Canada. They drink beer all the time. So it's not like they're getting drunk, drunk because they're always drunk, drunk. But, <laughs> you know, there's there's that sense of like, it's not that they're not patriotic, but we take the idea of patriotism to the next level, to the extremist level, and which can be good and not good. But, um, 
Yeah, so it's it's not quite like that. They're more laid back when it comes to these types of holidays. Um, I mean, it's not surprising because they're Canadians, but yeah. I just, you know, just the, it was thinking about it and being like, because we commercialize everything too. You know what I mean? So it, it's like the excess, excess is our thing. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, is it honoring or is it commercialization of things for consumerism purposes? Yeah. yeah. A lot of it is a lot of it is. And, and I mean, I'm sorry, but y any chance to blow shit up, I think most males in this country enjoy doing that because it's something they do, but, and, and here's okay. And here is my unsolicited opinion of the whole fireworks thing. I get it. I get why it's there. I get why they do it. I get it. But the effects of people who have actually done the things we're celebrating, like gone to war and like, I mean, and even if you, if you can't connect with the idea of honoring somebody who has PTSD because they went to war for your ass and you can't find consideration from that, maybe think about your pet, you know, how many pets get run away or get scared or have an issue because of the constant fireworks all the fucking time. And I, I'm irrationally angry about it a lot because I think that, um, I'm, I, there's no consideration for the people and you can say, yeah, it's a free fucking country and this is why we're celebrating. And yeah, you're right. You can go do whatever you want to do, but having no consideration just means you're an asshole. Sorry. It's how I feel. It really is. You don't have to agree. I don't need you to agree with me. It's just how I feel. It's not a right or wrong. It's just how I feel about it. And I hate to bring it to the podcast, but that's, I've been having a hard time with, with the fourth coming up because I know what's going to happen. There's Fort Vancouver just down the road and we have the river and what does Portland and Vancouver do every 4th of July is they have this massive fireworks and it's not like you know, I mean, if you think of somebody who went into battle that has PTSD, it's not like something goes off and they can regulate themselves after. This is a half an hour of constant fireworks, of feeling like being bombed for an entire hour. Could you imagine the feeling, the fear, the flashbacks that they're getting because of that? I just think it's bullshit. But I'll get it's, off my soapbox for a minute. No, no, no. It's, 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 it, it, what I love about it is that it turned into, I mean, this is what we were talking about today. Like we, we had a broad topic and it was kind of like, where is this going to go anyway? But here we are, we're in it, you know, yeah. of like things that are normal for us. Because as you were talking, I was like battling my selfish self because I have one foot on one side and one foot on the other. I fucking love fireworks. I am like the person who at 44 years old is like, <gasps> like I lose my mind because they're so beautiful. Yes. And then yes. on the other side, I'm like, I can't believe that on these days we pollute the air so much. We traumatize people so much. Like it's completely unnecessary. I literally am a fence rider on it because I'm like, is it yeah. unnecessary? Absolutely. Am I going to enjoy it if they're happening? Absolutely. Like yes. if they never happened again, I would also be fine. You know, it's just, yeah, I, it, I it, yeah, it's so, so hard. But yeah, when you think about like, you know, people with PTSD like that, I think is the one thing like, because I don't experience that. And I think the average person, because they don't experience that don't really get 
why it's not something that somebody can be like, well, it's only one time a year or two times a year because on New Year's is obviously always happening too. On two times of a year, like, you know, put on headphones or something. You know what I mean? Like they can't, you can't like get into the psyche of how serious that is in order to like have the appropriate amount of empathy. And then, so that, that's one thing like to not even be able to do it then you have to be conscious enough to want to. And that's just not something we do very well in our society to begin with. We're very selfish. Yes. Yes. It's all about what I want. Fuck you and what you want and what you need. But if I want it, it's okay. But if, but here's the, here's the irony in this. Okay. And, and I'm going to say this and then we'll move on to the other topics. Cause I feel like if I stay here, I'm going to, it's going to be a podcast about me ranting about this shit. Um, <laughs> Which I don't want, but it's, I, I feel strongly and I don't know. I feel why. like we're going to rant the entire time if we're going to be honest because of so, what we're talking about, but yeah. go for it. <laughs> so, the people that complain about how the current administration doesn't support the veterans of the U.S. and how they're pissed, these, these people that are pissed because there's no veteran care and we don't honor them and whatever, are the people that want to blow shit up. So what right. side of the fence are you riding on, sir, that you want to complain about how, you know, how there's no veteran care and people can't get, and you're right, there is no veteran care. Veteran care sucks in this country. Is yeah. it getting better? A little bit, but not the mental health arena. It's even worse. And, 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 and the people that wanted these people to sign up to go to war, the people that wanted these children, these kids, these young adults to sign up and go fight for them in a different country, losing more limbs now than they probably ever had because of the way things are. And, and, and but you bring them home and they're wounded soldiers and because they're not doing the thing, who cares? Who cares? I want to still want to blow shit up. And it, and I don't have and I don't begrudge people wanting fireworks. I too think they're gorgeous. I too think they're amazing and they're beautiful. And yes, are there things to to consider as far as the people that know that they have it? But who that homeless veteran that's sitting on the street with no mental health care is going to lose his shit and then get put in jail because he's probably creating a disruption because of what's happening because he's back in fucking Afghanistan or even Vietnam and he's thinking he's getting bombed and he's thinking you're a threat and trying to throw a punch but he goes to jail because he's in the wrong that's the kind of dichotomy that this society has created where i want you to do things i want you to do and then once you're done doing the things i think you should do fuck you and i'm sorry but it it, it, it's such a being in the medical industry and and billing for veterans and seeing the lack of care that they're getting and the lack of access to care makes me angry and that's why i'm like let's move on because yeah yeah i live i live almost diagonally from a veterans homeless it's not a shelter it's like a transitional place and so you know i see them you know they walk to the store and you know back and forth and stuff like that and i every single time i see one of them i think about that i think about like oh my god you have to live in this building with like however you know 29 other men trying while you try to figure out how to get back into society with no degree with no whatever like as a veteran like as somebody who lost a good chunk of your life and your mental health for this country you gotta live there i get to live here by myself 
because I didn't do that. Like, huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I think of, all the time I think about that. I, I, you know, and I get, I, I get, I, I get sad. I don't get worked up. I just get sad because I'm just like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that there's there, this, this, this is the topic, right? Like, and we'll cover more things that are on this, but it is the topic of like, how fucked up are we going to get in our society before we realize and start doing things a little bit differently, you yeah. know, and, and it's, it feels overwhelming. Like when we first started, like when the record started, I got a little overwhelmed of being like, there are so many things to talk about because this is, this is my my favorite topic is to blow up all the things that don't make any sense, but it is very overwhelming to think of how long and hard the road to change actually is for all of these things. It is. And for those listening, thank you for entertaining my rant for a minute. It's just, I see, I, I, I have a brother and a sister-in-law in the military and, you know, and, and thankfully you know, they're still enlisted, but being in the medical industry and seeing the struggle and seeing how bad people, you know, and it's not to say people don't try, it's just where I'm at. It's just the anger because it you lose the humanity in people and that's, that bothers me. Um, so yeah, but so thanks for entertaining that rant, but we are on episode 135, by the way, let's continue on because We've only spent the first 20 minutes like <laughs> entertaining my spiciness for the day. Um, yeah. Like I said, it fits. I mean, it totally fits. So it's like, welcome. Because it's, it's, it's the day after the fourth. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast that this is about, <laughs> basically. Yes. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So, Miss Vanessa, what is the subject other than me ranting? <laughs> well we're gonna do some more rants i i mean i know i'm gonna be doing some rants i knew when we picked the topic well now so you're gonna have to hold some of your ranties in and yeah. do a little bit of just talkies <laughs> because i get fired up about this you know the idea of what's what's normal in our society and how we just kind of run with what's normal and 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 we start to condemn people because of what's normal and condemn ourselves because of what's normal, which is what I think this the topic kind of was born of is like when we were talking, you know, our pregame and we're talking about like, well, why is that even a thing? You know, like, has people said who's people, you know, and like we were following like these rabbit holes of like, how did this all happen? How did how did that become normal? You know, and this is I mean. I do it all the time. And and like all my, I, I, maybe my newer clients haven't heard this as much, but all of my like all older clients have heard me at least once say everything was made up anyway, <laughs> because it's how I feel. I feel like when people are judging themselves against something, I'm like, just remember that was made up and it had humans not in mind. Like that was not made up to make humans lives happy. So that's why you're unhappy because it was made up. So the topic being, you know, our societal norms, the things that we find that are like passed down generation to generation and like where they come from, why we're blindly following them. I don't know. We're going to go all kinds of places today, I feel. 
Yeah. Maybe we Let's... should have made it smaller. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Well, I think you let's start with where, where you what the kind of the topic, the idea of where it came from, because I think it's a great place to start because we are we we do things of relationship and, you know, and, and the theme of kind of July is is seeing the reflection in each other and, you know, in our relationships with people and intimate relationship friendships, like all the type of different relationships. And I think that um, it's a great place to start because I think it's one that most of us have trouble with like we have trouble with because it's i mean i think anywhere i mean like moms and people who have intimate relationships and people who have friendships and 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 it's all geared around that societal norm of what looks like what the goal or the ideal is Mm -hmm. and i think that that's a great place to start yeah what is the ideal where did it come from you know like God. Yeah. I just kind of st- stared off into space being like, still not small enough. So let's talk, let's talk about the expectations within a intimate relationship of a partner, whether it be a wife, husband, or a, just a partnership of, of intimacy. Cause you know, if you're non-binary, you're neither. So, um, yeah. like, I appreciate that direction. Cause I definitely, I mean, I don't know if you saw it in my eyes where I was like, I just like, I don't, I don't, I lost the ball. I didn't, the handoff didn't complete. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fumbled that and it went and then, then I turned around and there were 73 balls. Like, I don't know which one it was. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. So this was, this was kind of a theme of the week. Thank you for bringing me back around to it because now I remember that I did say that in our pregame you know, one of the themes that I talked about a lot of times in, in my personal life, but also in the the counseling space was the idea of like norms and relationships, you know, and how people were like, well, I mean, that's not how a marriage is. And I'm like, well, okay. Says who, you know, like, is that how your marriage is? Do you like it that way? Does that make more sense for you? Then let it happen. You know? And like, I had a client who was like, I can do that. And I'm like, absolutely. You can do that. All of this was made up again. Like my famous, my famous statement, all of this was made up somewhere. Someone said, this is how it has to be. This is what it looks like. This is what it seems like. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. And it was very, you know, not again, like not with like humans and human behavior really in mind, but more in like, you know, controlling things or streamlining things or, you know, whatever. And, and like, let's also remember it's 2023. And some of these ideals that we're following are from very, very different times where they, we, we've, we've made advances and everything else. We should probably make advances in everything that we possibly can, you know, and like for myself, I think that it's been hard for me sometimes to break free from you know, Hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Well, since when does Vanessa do things that you're supposed to do? Like (laughs) the rebellion exists in me (laughs) very strongly, but I would struggle because it was like, well, this is what you're supposed to do. And this is how you're supposed to do it. And this is the timeline in which you're supposed to do it. And then when, when, you know, if you don't do it that way, then you have to explain to people why you're not doing it that way. And then you've got to face their judgment, you know, and 
before you know it, you're making again, like even the, though you started with the decision you were making because of your heart and soul, you end up making decisions based on the outside influence or the fear of the outside um, judgment. And then you're not following yourself. You're not following your feelings. And this, you know, like you said, it kind of, it goes for everybody. You don't, it, this doesn't have to be like man, woman, it is person to person, human to human, whatever your relationships are, you know, you get to create it the way that you and your partner or partners, if you're polyamorous decide. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think when you have something that's like a standard or a norm or an expectation, because this is, this is, I think, where some of our relationships break, start to break down, is that there are people that either create relationships around an, a perceived expectation of how it's supposed to look, or there's an expectation that that person has that's not being met. And it's not, sorry, guys, there's children outside. If you hear screaming, it is not me. It is children. I'm so apologize, but that sounded like a bottle rocket. I just need to know, <laughs> like, 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 you know, I never usually hear anything. It sounded like a bottle rocket. And I was like, how funny that we're yeah. talking about <laughs> fireworks. I don't need fireworks. I have children around. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, where was I? But there's also this idea of like we see on Instagram, we see on Facebook, we see on commercials of how things are supposed to look and, and, and how things are supposed to feel like I'm supposed to feel loved and supported and, and, and people showing like somebody being, you know, like super one way, or maybe they're super involved in this way and super involved in that way in, in the relationship or they come, but it doesn't take into account our uniqueness as individuals. It doesn't take into account of maybe our woundings or maybe our tendencies or maybe our personalities. You know, if you're looking for someone, oh, a man who is super, um, my cat just walked in like, what the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> she doesn't like like screaming children. She has a hard time. She's... Oh, sorry. Um, we're all over the place today, but, um, you know, when you when you're stepping into it, like if you're expecting somebody to be like you see the intimacy part that like these Instagram things about how, you know, sexy, you know, men and, and the intimacy and the passion, and then you get into a relationship and the first blush, there's that passion and fire, but then it's not sustainable because of either maybe a lack of intimate emotionality or it's just or that person couldn't sustain it because they brought what they think that person wanted. And then all of a sudden they realize, oh, this is not sustainable. I'm not, this is not who I am. So we talked about all my relationships right now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's that first blush of like people say the first six months is you're dating their representative. You're not dating really who they are. But because of societal norms, people have to approach it with that type of idea because they think that's what I'm supposed to do. That's how it's supposed to be. Therefore, I must do the things that are outside of myself and compromise who I am and, and how I show up or don't show up and thinking that this person is getting this version of me, but then finding out that's really not who that person is. And there's nothing wrong with it, 
But then you're into this relationship where you're like, oh, I'm really attached to this person. And now they're not meeting a need that I had or we, a perceived need that I have, but it's more of an expectation because then we internalize the fact that, oh, they're not approaching me in bed in the same way anymore. So they must not desire me because then all my insecurities show up and think, oh, they must hate me or they must think I'm boring or not, they don't love me or they, they're cheating on me or they don't think I'm, they think I'm fat or they think whatever. And they're having all of, you start to internalize this conversation. And then this is what happens in relationships. This is why, relationships that are not strong in a sense of good communication this is kind of why they go south <laughs> this is like <laughs> <laughs> like we haven't jumped into the relationships for us did we <laughs> we couldn't talk about career first or i'm feeling way better <laughs> Sorry. no no it's good it's good <laughs> because I mean I was on the roller coaster with you like I feel like this is this is this is the area of my life where I have the hardest time getting it together you know like not that I've had the easiest time in all the other ones but like it, it continues to be a struggle you know and like for me like I have I have like this crazy life right now of like what you were talking about with the representative. Um, I have an ex who we are we're closer now than we ever were in a relationship. And we are drastically different than who we showed up as in that relationship, too, which is laughable, which we have laughed about together of being like, <laughs> what were we doing? <laughs> like, like that wasn't who you were in the relationship but it clearly is who you are and it's acceptable here like vice versa you know like it's almost it, it was like I remember having a conversation one day where it was like it was kind of really great how everything happened that we couldn't just like break up and leave each other because we were meant to actually in 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 the post breakup stage get to know each other to know that we actually do like each other as who we are not who we were showing up as trying to be in a relationship and it was like a huge lesson for me it was i mean one of the biggest lessons of my life because i'm like oh my god like i didn't like you in the relationship i didn't like me in the relationship but i really like you now and i really like me now cool let's try to do that like in our uh, in our next relationships like let's try to show up that way and I think we both discovered that we had still some baggage in that area that like you do it better than you did before but it's like everything until you're in it you don't really know what you're gonna do and you're not sure how many of your tools are gonna come out and you know I show up in my next relationship with more authenticity than I ever have ever 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 like I give myself tons of credit for that but definitely found where that that effect is that you're talking about of like kind of well this is what you're supposed to do or this is you know you don't judge right away or you you know just kind of negotiating based on what you're not supposed to do to people or giving people chances or you know like all of this programming came in and took over without me noticing right yeah. like even though I went in thinking I was like super like concentrated and intentional like whoa how did this happen you know good for me for you know figuring it out a little bit earlier on so that I wasn't six months in 
where there's lots and lots of ridiculous stuff that we've done by then, <laughs> like moved in together, which is what I did in that prior relationship. Um, you know, like it was good to see that, you know, to be able to be like, whoa, this happens automatically. Like this was, this is still ingrained in me. And, and, and I'm in an awareness and intention space. Imagine what happens when you're not. And that's mm-hmm. where I feel like a lot of people are in because you're trying to get your needs met. When you go to get into a relationship, a lot of time, like you feel some level of loneliness or you feel some desire for companionship. Even if loneliness isn't the word, it's desire for companionship, which is a very close cousin, you know, like there's all these reasons for wanting to get in the relationship, but, and that makes you forget <laughs> like some of the stuff that we're talking about right now. Like what things am I looking for that are really what I need and what things have I been taught you're supposed to do and need or want or look for. And sometimes those are very drastically different. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, and those who are maybe on a journey of some spiritual journey and finding acceptance and saying, well, I have to, you know, I need to be an acceptance of who the person is, but, but that doesn't mean you need to be a part of that. If that doesn't sit right with you, you know, cause I get into that awareness that, um, what do I, what do I call it? I forget the name. Cause it's all out of my head right now, but like when you're so aware, you kind of prevent yourself from, you know, when you see both sides of everything and wow. so you make, like you give, you give them access and you, you have understanding and, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, well, I understand because of their woundings and because of whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, but that doesn't mean that you need to create a relationship with someone like that. Just because you have awareness doesn't mean that your boundaries and your needs and, and, and stuff is, you may understand why they're that way, but that may not be something that you want to have a relationship with. So it's kind of, you know, in that sense of of working with the idea of societal norms in relationships and within our own awareness of ourselves and and people's woundings and how that works it's societal norms are never going to fit they're never going to fit they're they're never it's it's never really going to be what we see on social media it's never going to be societal norms around relationships were created back in like medieval times, even before that, because of the fact that they wanted to control people. People, it's like when the church got involved, like the Rome, like uh, we were just talking about church too. Greek orgies, we kind yes. of stopped those. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you had kings and and you had people who were, you know, people want to say that we that homosexuality was created. Homosexuality has been happening since since man oh arrived. God. Yeah. It's, it's 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 humans that have have said that it's unnatural. It's been natural since before we had the ability to say that. So, you know, it's that's another rant. I'm not going to go on. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know I started to feel the fire too, and I was like, just just no. Yep. <laughs> not, not today <laughs> i think we have well I, in my head i thought well everybody knows everybody yeah. already knows how i feel in that arena <laughs> so <laughs> so it's it's really it does us a disservice because not only does it tell us like we're wrong or that we're bad for doing certain things but it also gives us the idea that if we're if it doesn't the relationship doesn't look a certain way that we failed 
or that the relationship isn't good or we use it to judge us or judge others. And I think that it's, it's why it does us a disservice. Because yeah. I think too, is that we have to be honest. If we are wounded, we're searching for that because we think if we have that, we'll feel love, we'll feel whole and we'll feel complete. And remember back like episode three or four, I think it was, we talked about our love cake and how that you can't, when you're creating your own love cake, so to speak, if you're taking ingredients from another person, you're dependent on that person being the same person they are all the time. And when that happens, the cake doesn't rise or it doesn't taste good. And, and, and so when we see societal norms of something like a relationship, we think if I have that in a relationship, then I'm okay. But then when that version of that relationship goes different because people begin to show up authentically, then it's like, oh, you know, it, we internalize it as well as externalize it. And, and then it becomes this judgment conversation rather than a conversation of, oh, we both, show, we both showed up in our woundedness and it just didn't allow us to arrive authentically. So without, and, and it creates that judgment space of the person and yourself. And that's why it doesn't work. We can't rely on others to fulfill something within us or an idea of what that is, because chances are there's no person out there that specifically fills all of those needs and wants in a relationship. Yeah. Well, because a lot of times we don't even know. So like the conversation, I think like what the, the underlying conversation of anything that has to do with societal norms is like, well, what do you want? You know what I mean? Like, we run around not self-aware because that's what programming is for right like so oh i know what i want right so for me for the longest time i ran around being like i need the mirror image of me until i had the mirror image of me and i was like this is absolute fucking chaos like nobody has control right <laughs> and <laughs> crash and burn <laughs> like crash and burn you know but it was because of that like idea of like that's who accepts you and people who get you and you know like it was this whole romanticized version of like you'll do the same things together and you know common interests and all this and it was like you don't know yourself right enough to know what you want need or anything you know and and it's gonna be unfortunately a process of learning <laughs> and allowing that to be part of the process which is really you know like what I'm what I'm in right now being like okay I don't want to do it anymore but I understand that clearly I needed to do it because when another person is involved it gets weird you know, like we don't want to use people as practice. That's not our goal. Our goal isn't to practice on people, but it ends up happening just because that's what happens is you don't get it right. You got to learn and go figure out what the next right thing is for you. But generally speaking, and I, I remember having this conversation with a client about, you know, wouldn't it have been nice if, and like, to, to give a shout out to Kingswood, they did offer us a psychology course. I did take it. Mark Lush was one of my favorite teachers because in that class, I did learn some stuff about myself and that kind of stuff when we're having like our sex ed classes or our health classes, we miss the whole like, who are you conversation that is 
the basis of every societal norm that we need to break within ourselves is do I fit there? Yeah. Me, how do I know myself? If you don't know yourself, you can't go looking for what is best for you because you're doing it based on not you. And how do you get to know yourself? It's so hard. Like sometimes I'll sit with somebody and I'll go, well, who are you? And they give me a list of the things they do. I'm like, no, no, no. Who are you? What do you enjoy? What lights you up? What makes you happy? What makes you like excited? You know, what things can we go off on and just like, you're just going to like be a waterfall of information or what kind of person super excites you? Like what's the person that's fascinating to you? You know, like that's who you are. Who, what you, the things that you do or the things that you've been taught to like or only been exposed to are just a tiny bit of the things that you might enjoy, right? We, we're we looking through our very narrow lens of what I know, what I've experienced. How do you know? Yeah. I don't know, right? Like, like I, again, like I'm over here looking for people who are just like me and none of them fit. It's like, at some point I have to go, well, maybe there's something else to experience and I need that knowledge. Without that knowledge, I'm not going to be able to understand myself. So I have to go out there looking for that knowledge in order to be able to confidently make a list that is more aligned with myself than what's ideal. Yeah, oh, I went through a whole journey in my head when you were talking because... <laughs> <laughs> When we think about what we want, I think in relationships is that we're seeking an emotion and then a feeling. I feel some of us are just seeking love, acceptance, and and that's why on our list, it's not to say that we want a relationship that we don't feel great in, but when our core things are, like one of my old needs in a relationship was to be adored. It was because I didn't appreciate myself. And so how am I going to attract someone who adores me when I don't even let it happen? I don't even adore myself. How, how, how am I going to attract that vibration? How, why is it that I feel that being in that relationship is going to fix that part of me that is wounded? And, and the more I realize in, in the, you know, I think in looking at societal things, and even now I find myself like, some of the people that I follow that are in relationships and the way that they're in relationships, like, I'm like, I want that. But I'm like, girl, you're, you're not, you're not doing that for yourself. You're not even showing up for you. And I think, you know, in relationships and having the expectations, I took a break from dating for, I don't know, maybe the last five to 10 years. Um, because of that, because I was only attracting the woundedness that was inside of me, which is the other side of the conversation. We're seeking something so de desperately, but yet we're, we're only getting desperation reflected in what we're getting. One of the things um, for this month, I, I do some, you know, astrological affirmations that I get on my calendar. And one of the things it says is that know that you meet a per per piece of you in every relationship that you have, whether and, and I'm like, really? so all the things that I may complain about this person or that person, I have to ask myself, how is that a reflection of something that's in me? Or no, no, no only the good stuff. Not the yeah. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so because and, and it's funny because my I mean, this and, and even just if, let's step into friendships. 
because I, I mean, I spent a long time since I've been in an intimate relationship because I choose not to be, but um, stepping into friendships, like my greatest friend is, is so much of a mirror for me and, and my shit shows up a lot, but because of that understanding, because of that space of understanding, empathy, and kindness, we have cultivated a space to be safe within our woundedness, but yet show up in our totality for each other and supporting each other through that process. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't, maybe love bombing isn't a thing because if, if, and, and this maybe steps outside of the subject that we're talking about societal norms, but we're into relationships and this is I just- I think we're doing, I think we're doing societal norms colon relationships today. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> so, stepping into that space of, um, you know, in, in relationships and, and, and kind of things that we need, we're looking for, we step into love bombing because- and and we and it's like it feeds something within us and we're just like yes i want more of this drug and then we get into a relationship with that person and then they stop and then we're like what the fuck and so there's a there's a space there but from day one my best friend and i had you know we we share you know similar like we have similar woundings different ways but similar woundings and and so through that, we've begun to learn each other from a space of, you know, I understand who he is at his core and I understand who I am at my core be, through him because he reflects it back to me and saying, hey, you know, you're, you're doing this thing again. And I'm like, oh, whoopsie. And having that, but having the grace and, and the acceptance from someone is, is super powerful. But at the same time, I've experienced lately that I have all the things that society says I need to have in my friendships and relationships and support group, but I'm not able to receive it because my receiving muscle is really weak. And even though it's there, so you think that you want these things that society says is normal and you have them and you see them, but yet you feel still feel like shit. Yeah. Like why is it, there could be many reasons, but one of, I think the core reasons we have is accepting it, yeah. feeling like we deserve it. Like we yeah. receive it to receive yeah. it. Like if you well, can't, like you said, if we're going out and we're looking for it with the, with the, the mentality of soothing the wound, right? Like I'm looking for a bandaid on my wound. I mean, technically speaking or a band, a, you know, a wonderful bandage with some ointment, you know what I mean? Like to not, because when people think of bandaiding, we're thinking like rebound relationships and stuff, but like, we're really just like wanting healing, you know, and we, you know, like some, some good healing and the idea that it, we're not far off in the thought process that the love will be part of the healing. Cause it is, you know what I mean? Like to, to learn how to accept it, it has to show up at some point for you, for you to accept it, right? Like to complete the freaking process because uh, you know, like th it is part of it, right? Like I can love myself and then get into a relationship and be like, Oh God, there's something else that I need to accept that I couldn't have. You can't, manufacture that without the other person like it's not it's not that's there but you know it's it's that whole intention thing of like why am I doing this you know like again I felt incredibly called out as you're talking because I'm like 
I know it. You know, I felt rejected as like I felt rejected because I wanted somebody that I couldn't have. And then I thought I was good. Right. Like I, I took some time to be like, you got to like get through that. And then, you know, somebody put me up on a pedestal. You're the dream. And I was like, I like how that feels. <laughs> that feels way better <laughs> than, than sorry, but you know, like, ee, like, and, and I'm not used to that energy, like for multiple reasons, which again, part of my work of who I've been attracting. Um, but yeah, felt good. Felt really good. Did it do anything for me positive? No, it didn't, you know, because of the realizing the underlying of why I was able to grab onto that. It's not to say that that's not good. We all deserve to be adored and loved and put on somewhat of a pedestal, right? Like with them being next to us on their own pedestal, right? Like it's not, I'm higher or lower. We all deserve that. That's something that is beautiful when it's not something you're clinging onto because you feel rejected or because you feel not good enough, or you feel like you need somebody's validation in order to validate yourself. It's more like I already validate myself and you see in me the beauty that I see in myself. And that feels good. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that, that, that's the thing that's hard is because we, we, again, like, it's like the chicken or the egg. You know, do I get my self-worth from the outside telling me or do I, how do I get it from the inside? How do I get it from the inside? Because I'm bouncing who I am off of who everybody else is. So it's, ah, you know, and this is why people give up because it is hard to actually do unless you're sitting down with somebody and learning how to do it. And Yeah. Yes. It's like you said, I said this to somebody the other day. I'm like, how can I practice my, my trauma response wound correction or healing if I don't, I'm not triggered or in situations to be triggered. Um, not that, that we want to be, but sometimes it's nice to show that, Oh yeah, we have made progress. Exposure therapy. Yeah. <laughs> um, not to say that that's the only thing, like, yeah, it's a lot of work behind that, but, um, you know, sorry, I lost it. Um, you know, when it comes to societal norms and relationships, I, I, I see more and more as I deep, as I dive deeper into what the white man did many moons ago to to control the people in their communities and in in their countries and 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 the things because. Um, for me it makes me realize is that the high standards i hold myself up to the expectations i have on myself due to them and and this and 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 stepping away from the idea of relationships let's look at the way you feel about your body the way you look the way you are the way you um you know the the hair that you have the the makeup that you do or don't use or the skincare or all of the things that have been created through the idea of social media advertising. I mean, if you look back, I mean, I was looking at some some documentary and I was in, in the makeup industry, like lipstick, like Bailey Sarian just did. Were you watching Bailey Sarian? Because I, I watched it last night. 
Her her last podcast, if you haven't watched it, go listen, because it's an interesting thing, was about <laughs> lipstick and how back then, way back, wearing lipstick was the devil. Like, it was the devil. And yeah, it was like amazing and then the devil and then amazing and then it, yeah. was, it was a wild ride. It was a really good one. And it, and it goes from empowering to like, you're a slut to like, you know, and, and back and forth. And it's like, it's because of a person making meaning of something that was in a place of power or influence yeah. that created the idea that happened. And so people take it because they have no idea how to make decisions for themselves yeah. and ran with it. And then yeah. has or, or those people are really skilled in, in, evoking emotion because that's yes. all that ever that's all that people do that that in order to convince somebody you have to evoke a certain emotion within them so that they'll want to listen to you and want to hear you and so there's like power and then skills of manipulation and forget it man you got you don't even know why you're thinking what you're thinking exactly and 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 because it evokes some sort of fear or emotion in you then then that's you're, you're connected to that event and so it was just funny because when you think about women of my mom's generation and before, like they wouldn't, they couldn't leave the house without makeup because it was unheard of. It was, it was unsightly in, in these advertisements were creating this idea that if you didn't wear makeup, then, then you were not desirable or that you were not something that anybody wanted. And, and so this idea, especially around the body, um the societal quote-unquote norms which i want to burn to the ground have really disrupted our own identities it has disrupted and created woundings where woundings didn't need to be created because like they're passed down from our parents like the whole idea of weight loss like my mother was on a journey forever because somebody told her she needed to and I don't really think my mother was ever really that overweight she just it was just and it's so damaging because then you see it further in in the lineage and when we're talking about social media and let's let me get on that subject for a minute um, <laughs> You know, one of the influencers that I follow, or one of the um, one of the people that I feel their work is super akin to mine, um, talked about how they didn't allow their child's name. They didn't post about their child. They didn't allow their child to be like on social media. They didn't talk about that her name. They just, you know, she may say, you know, spent some time with my baby. She was really careful, never posted their face, never posted their body, was super like, and, and she said something that made sense. She says, I don't want the influence of all of that energy out there and those ideas and ideals of some other person being imprinted on my child before he's had a chance to make a decision of who he is and i'm like that is fucking genius <laughs> because it's so true and it's not to say that that it's it's wrong or right to do that i am not throwing judgment at anybody for doing it or not doing it it is not my call that that is their specific but it's the idea of how do you manage because I, I think in this generation when it comes to expectations and the idea of image and the reason why this body dysmorphia has 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 like 
gone full speed and, and has increased in so many ways is through social media and the expectation of what young women are supposed to be like. And when, you know, young girls or, or young persons are like having an issue with how they look at elementary school ages, and it's not just about being bullied because of like one person. Like when I was to school, I was bullied like the entire time because I was overweight. Now you're bullied because of a various plethora of reasons why you're not okay. And they're different from person to person. So it's not just one person you're being bullied by. It's that like half your class. Mm -hmm. And I'm like the stress, the stress that these little children are being created because of societal norms, because of influencers. Mm -hmm. And this idea has created this sense of judgment within ourselves that we are not good enough. And we wonder why the suicide rate has exponentially grown in young adults. And, and we don't, we don't, we, we wonder why. Oh no, we don't wonder why, because everybody's always talking about it, but we don't do anything about it. That's the problem is because it's not profitable, right? Like, so how many times do we see like the commercials and we hear people talking about it and like, oh my God, bullying so bad. And we're not doing anything about it. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and, and it, it, it's funny because like, as much as I have watched TikTok, I understand the people who wanted to ban TikTok because I'm like, you know, like all of it is kind of, you know, all of it is, is, is influential, you know, and it, and it has, it feels like it's gotten out of hand. So I understand people who are like, what's the biggest things let's try to get rid of them or let's try to regulate them or let's try to do something about them because we understand that this is an issue, but there's so many other issues that go with it. Right. Like, I mean, I feel, I feel like, so I had written down like uh, a, a few minutes ago, I wrote down societal norms series <laughs> because I really <laughs> felt like I was like, not at all enough time. We are never going to have enough time to do as much as, as I think it deserves to have all of these different areas of, of life that, that it is helpful for us to dismantle. Right. And like, and, and I feel like that, that was our purpose coming in here is like, we're trying to dismantle them enough in people's minds so that they will feel like they have some sort of influence going forward on their own lives. That is like, you may align with a societal norm. You may like, you may be like, yeah, man, I mean, that really does totally resonate for me and I'm going to go do that. But with intention and with knowledge, you do that differently than when you're doing it like kind of accidentally, you know? But but a lot of us, and I say a lot of us, a lot of us are going to dismantle those social norms and go, yeah, maybe not exactly that way. Maybe not for me exactly that way, you know, and so that helps me understand that I'm going to go align with somebody else who has the same, you know, ideas of norms as I do, because that will be a better match for me in whatever these arenas. So yeah, like I totally was like, we've got like, plenty of rabbit holes in the societal norms that like deserve their own podcasts. <laughs> and it's like our freaking children deserve their own podcasts, our body. I mean, there is a body series already that had been started, right? Like that, that addresses this. Like there's so many things to, I, I the word dismantle is just like, apparently my favorite word today it's like you know so many different things to dismantle that I, it's almost like we're not doing justice enough if we're just touching it 
because it's like, ah, we need to put our finger in there and like rip out all of those things. And when you first started talking about the body, I was, cause I was, I, I was in that relationships phase, you know, like we, cause we we're talking about relationships and I thought, oh my God, like that's a whole other part of it, you know, <laughs> of relationships of what your bodies are supposed to show up like. Right. And I, I had a conversation with a friend the other day and we were joking around and we were being really lighthearted, you know, um, and then he said something about like, you know, as you get older, you know, you got to make sure your body still looks good or something like that when you're dating. And I thought, you're not wrong what you just said, right? Like, because we're all very much aware of that, but it is wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it was kind of like, <laughs> you're right, but you're wrong. <laughs> and I participate in it, right? Because I understand it too, that I'm just like, you're going to have to want my body too, in order to be in the relationship, because I get that even though that's wrong, that's what's going to happen. You know, and it's like that whole weird feeling of like, how does that change? <laughs> you know, like, how do we, because we're all like that, right? Like there are certain bodies that we're attracted to just naturally. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and that was part of our, another conversation with the same person and me being like, there are certain bodies I'm just not attracted to just because, and it's, it's all across the spectrum. There's just certain ones that I'm just like, that doesn't feel good when I wrap my arms around it in one way or another. And it's not because of what it looks like. It's because of what it feels like to me, but that is also attached to the person, you know, and I went in this whole thing of being like, it's not about the body at all. The body's part of it. You know, like it, it, it's, it's like you construct the idea in your mind of what it is that you think you want, but then you get into it and it all could be different anyway. So that's like that, I feel like is the dismantling of being like, even that conversation is like, well, it's not even gospel in my, in my mind, you know, like it's just my experience of right now. But that doesn't mean that if I meet this person who, and I'll say it this way, like what I had said was super skinny men are not attractive to me. That's what I said. And I said, because it's, it's like hugging in my arms, like <laughs> I don't do, like it's weird. So I, and we were joking again. And then I thought, it, and I was like, that's not even true because if I meet somebody and I really like them, I don't care what their body looks like. I've never been that way, but it's easy to get into that conversation, yeah. you know? And it was like, that's part of our programming is that we feel like these are conversations that we're supposed to have when we talk about relationships. Oh my God. You know, like the awareness that comes from having conversations and like the, the I'm, I'm in a roundabout way of like, that's where I went. When you started to talk about bodies, I started to be like, yes. And like the societal norms and relationships and bodies and what you're supposed to do and what you like and don't like. And like, wow, we need to blow that up too. Like, we don't even need to talk about any of this. <laughs> yeah. just talking about it is a societal norm in and of itself. <laughs> yes. It's so hard. And it's so hard because when you think of also like when you're talking about relationships, and we'll go back to relationships because that's kind of where we stuck today. But like the idea of talking about your relationship with your friends and how how to talk about it. And like, you know, we see how on sitcoms and about, you know, how, 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 oh, this, this, and this. And, and, you know, that's the way we're supposed to talk about them. Like, 
why can't we just change the whole thing? Why do we have to be like we have to mirror what we see like on like sitcoms and 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 like the idea of oh you know the wife that that talks a lot or shops a lot or whatever like you know following those kind of like labels that come like why not understand that person in its totality it's like you know we all don't have to be ted bundy and married with children mm -hmm. or like Al Bundy. I was like, or sorry, Ted Bundy's a mass murderer. <laughs> sorry, guys. It's, it's it's Ted like... Bundy, very bad. Al Bundy. And... <laughs> I watched too many true crime stories. <laughs> I know. Ted Bundy slides out of the mouth way faster for me, too. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, Bundy something. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, neither one of them I want to be with. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we can be who we are at our core in a very kind of less of a kind of judgmental type of way. We don't have to judge our partners for being or doing something. If they, yeah. if it doesn't work with us, if we don't like it, we get to have conversation with them about it, mm -hmm. but having, you know, and, and that's a conversation to have with our partner as even if we want to talk about it with our girlfriends, like, or, or our, our friends, like, but are you having the conversation with your partner about how that upsets you? You know, are you giving them a chance to have an understanding and do you understand whether that's a rule breaker for you or maybe a value that you don't like and that you can't be with it's why not support each other and not a, you need to get rid of that man in a, how can I support you in figuring out whether this is the right relationship for you? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be the bitching, the friend who's going to come in and, and, and you need to get rid of him and move on. And maybe that person's showing up in their life because they have issues that need to be reflected to them so that they can heal. And it's not to say that we want that to happen, but if it happens, why not give them the opportunity to heal what they're, they need to heal in order not to ever have that again. Yeah. Yeah. And as you were talking, I thought, God, what a journey you go on when you're a friend, an intuitive friend. Ugh. I was thinking in particular of being like, oh God, like that really is difficult, especially when you know stuff, <laughs> right? Like, cause I was like, oh, a lot of, a lot of times that's reaction, right? Like you're my friend and this guy is, and I'll just say guy, cause that's normal, you know, the normal thing that I hear about, but sometimes it's women like is do is is awful to you my reaction is tell them to go away from you because you don't deserve that and i want to protect you right like it's a protective yes. measure like i'm telling you like ah, you don't deserve that but then when you also like know here's your lesson you still have to let them learn their lesson you can't even tell them what their lesson is either you have to just hang out right? like right like and 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 watch them do the things like like everybody's been watching me do the things you know just being like well you know you're you're on your journey and your journey is going to be your journey whether or not I tell you what I think or know or whatever it's not even going to be helpful <laughs> you're not even going to do it so what can I show up for you now you know like how can I be 
and and we don't have those conversations nearly enough you're right like we don't we don't have those like how to support people in ways that are not directive or feeling evaluating and judgmental so that those people can have um you know have the space to do this thing that we're talking about of being like well is that what you want that's usually what i ask you know it's the, the probably a little bit of the therapist in me like was well, that what you want well like is that is that does that work for you it doesn't work for you that's okay have you talked about it do you feel like you can do this forever you know like just kind of asking questions to be like it what I, you know like i don't need to tell you what to do you need to tell you what to do yeah and just being supported because here's the thing and and this is maybe this has really gotten kind of a really amalgamation of a lot of stuff but um in being that friend, of course, we want to protect, of course, we want better for our friends, because we see how beautiful they are, we see how amazing they are. But here's the thing. If that person feels or thinks or believes they love this person that they're with so much, but yet they're struggling because there's stuff about them that they can't reconcile, the best way to assist them is to support them and to kind of be like, okay. And I ask questions like you do. I'm like, what do you think about this? Does this feel this way? Or, you know, kind of like, what is it that you feel you need or want? Or what need is not getting met here? What do you feel? Do you feel that person's receptive into hearing you? Have you had conversation? Like, I want the person to get there faster to the end game of realizing that that person isn't well for them, but I can't force their progress because, you know, at the same time, I, if you're looking for a societal norm friend or somebody that is going to be that societal norm, like that sitcom girlfriend who is like, you, you just need to just walk away. And I am never going to be that because the societal norm friend has never felt supportive to me. Like I've had friends that look like they're supposed to be friends. And like, if you on the outside, Oh my God, you guys are so close. That's amazing. They have felt the least supportive and safe for me. So in some aspect, it's like, when you're thinking about relationships and societal norms, how can we even stretch that into our friendships of how do we break that? I don't, I don't need like a, girls night out to go drinking and have in debauchery like i don't need that i would love to have like a girl's tea to sit and talk about the things that are important to us and that are supportive at the same time as you know supporting each other and where we're at meeting us where we're at and accepting us where we're at and and kind of allowing that but having our own boundaries at the same time because Again, societal norms, like how many times have we talked and seen about people talking about my best friend will drop everything and come to my rescue? I, I don't, I don't, I'm not doing that. I can't. I exactly, (laughs) but, but I have, but, but my people pleaser codependent self has tried to do that with all of my friendships. Yeah. And I can't, and I realize how much, because I didn't, because of codependency, I didn't allow and them to do it in reciprocation and or they came to an expectation that they didn't have to or that that wasn't their societal version norm of being a friend. Mm -hmm. And so then wires got crossed and shit happened. And then 
And, and here's the thing, when we're talking about the idea of judgment and guilt, if you see those memes on Facebook and you see those things about whatever on, on social media or in society, don't judge yourself based on someone other's societal norm of a friend. It doesn't mean that we don't have love, respect, and compassion for our friends and boundaries. I'm going to add boundaries in there because boundaries are loving because I'm loving me and I'm loving you to set a boundary. So that's important. However, seeing like if you're not the friend who is that friend who goes and, and rescues and saves and whatever, which I hope that none of you are because it sucks. Um, it's like we have to be careful. Like who said that that's your idea, the ideal friend? Who said that that's the perfect friendship? Who said that? Because it isn't true. And the more we step out of comparison and, and judgment, we realize that our friendship and the way that we're a friend is perfect. But it may not be perfect maybe in the friendships you've created because you've created it through that lens of that societal norm. And, but it hasn't been authentic. So the friendships don't feel supportive. And you're in a space where you're like, I don't, I don't really like that person, but I did that because that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Not true. Not true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I mean, it, it comes down to, I mean, everything comes down to awareness. You have to know what is yours and what's not right. Because like it, it depends and, and in each situation, like, cause I went on that, on that with you and I thought, I've been both of those girls where it's like, sometimes I do need like when the, the Friday night before I left New Jersey, we had our normal Corey cats ridiculousness, you yeah. know, like five of us sitting around the table, having a few drinks, screaming, laughing, having a freaking like, just all out. Like we, at one point, <laughs> this is how you can tell, like, like something never changed. <laughs> at one point we were like, putting on like body pump music and like pretending like not pretending to work out but like showing workouts like having a blast sometimes I need that I had so much fun I was so happy and then other times I need to sit down in solace with a friend or two and just like have like a deep meaningful calm conversation but both of those times I need to know what I need. And it ha it can't be like based on like, you're a good friend if, and you're a good friend if. they All of those friends I'm talking about are great friends of mine, but it's up to me to know what I need. So I know who I'm going to, right? Mm -hmm. That's what, like, when you talk about the friend that will drop anything, that's, it's beautiful when somebody can show up for you, right? Like dropping everything like that just is, it's too much. But like, if, if you need somebody to show up for you and you need to reach out because you're, you're in crisis, you have to know who you reach out to. You have to, like, you have to know the right place to go for everything that you need. Yep. And you, you're building your own network that way. You're not going to come to me if you need somebody to drop everything. Cause I can't. Uh, you know, even if I want to, I can't, I'm, I got a kid, I got a business, I got a, I can't, I can't drop everything. I, if I drop everything, I'll probably fuck up my own life. So <laughs> like, yeah. I'm trying hard not to do that, but you may have another friend who's more accessible, who may have more time, space and whatever to show up for you the way that you need in that moment. So it's up to you to know who can do that. And, and 
why you need that. You know what I mean? Like it's all comes down to awareness of self, not awareness of what other people have told you are good or bad. What's a good friend? What's a good boyfriend? What's a good girlfriend? Like, no, no, no. What's the, all of that thing has to do with you and what you need, you know, like for me, like when I think about like, what's a good boyfriend for me, it's going to be different than it is for other people because I'm different. Right. So I, I could go and like the ideal that everybody's talking about. Okay. As, as I said, ideal, I pictured Jason Momoa, right. Who's supposed to be my ideal, right? Like how great, right. We fit, right. Like he's woo wild woo like just he he and i are kindred spirits there's no way in hell that relationship would ever work absolutely not nobody would have any direction and it would it's like there's no point in it i have to know that about myself though or i'll go get in my get in a relationship with someone like him and be like this isn't fulfilling this 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 doesn't work for me i need to know what does work for me what what i do want and then that's going to be good for me and that and Jason Momo is good for somebody else, <laughs> right? And they're going to be like perfect, and I don't have to agree because I have to have my own, you know. And and that th- that's what the conversation is about. Anything that is a societal norm is that sometimes things happen naturally, right? Like sometimes these norms just kind of exist. Like I remember my sociology class, which was one of my favorite classes in 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 college, was learning about how some norms just gravitate toward like like they just exist they they show up right like there's like generational things that pass down and then it becomes a norm within a group of people a cultural norm right um and that there sometimes there are like purposes that created that right like certain you know maybe rituals in certain cultures that had to do with harvesting right like that became a norm. That's something you do at a certain time of year and everybody does it together. And that's a norm. And you're not like, you know, like there's no judgment or non-judgment. It's just what you do. Like some norms that we follow are natural and some are man-made for control. And I think that that's like, you know, the, the important part to know is like some of the stuff is natural, you know, like love is natural. So to want love is natural. Right. Like, so that's not a societal norm that was created. But when we see like, this is what love looks like. Well, now we're getting into creating something for a purpose, whatever that purpose is to sell something or because I, because I experienced this love and I think it's the most wonderful. So I'm going to tell you that it's the best. Okay. Those are two different things too. Right. It all comes down to, well, I hear that. I see that. Does that work for me? If it doesn't work for me, then uh, something else works for me. When when we reach into societal norms, I almost feel two things. One is that there's a lack somewhere that we perceive and we're trying to fulfill a lack. And the other part of that is if I'm, ex- it's not to say that exclusion is wrong, but if I'm saying that something is wrong based on a norm, meaning I'm passing judgment of something, that's when it doesn't come from a pure sense. 
Like the normal for me may not be the normal for you, but I don't, that's fine. I don't need you to be my kind of normal. Like it, you're not going to be. Your experiences, your life is not the same as mine. So it's never going to be normal. Even my brothers, like their normal is going to be different from mine because we had complete, like while we shared the same house, we had completely different experiences in the same house. So it's going to be vastly different. It's the idea of using it to judge yourself or another human because of a perceived norm that's been created by people out of fear. Mm -hmm. And, and that's when it gets sticky, I think, too. Um, yeah. So I hope we can continue to have this conversation in the future about other things, because I have a feeling we've opened a can theories, of... Theories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm like... <laughs> it's like our own little sociology <laughs> like experiment. <laughs> so I hope that's given you food for thought. I hope what we've ex talked about today, we've shared, we've ranted about, has given you a little bit of food for thought. The idea of where do I allow societal norms to make me feel wrong or judged, or where does it make me judge others? You know, kind of give you an awareness around that because I think it's important. And, you know, if you have any questions, you need to talk to us, you're not sure of something, you know how to reach us. Um, and we hope you'll come back probably for series part two of this series because apparently we have a lot to say so we love you we're glad that you've spent the last hour and a bit talking with us and we will see you next week love you. if you were triggered by anything said in this podcast please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light. <laughs>